Woo! Yes! Awesome. Hey, so uh, last week we started this series, uh, super short series, all about wisdom. Uh, it's going to be last week and this week, and then we're, gonna, we're, we're finished up with this one. We're going to move on to something else. Um, but last week we just simply looked at this idea of what is wisdom. Like when we face these giant decisions in our life, Giorgio, are you listening? Make sure you're paying attention for me. When we face these giant decisions in our life, we search for wisdom. And at the end of the day, we said wisdom is this. Wisdom is knowledge plus judgment. And so wisdom is when we face a decision, we try to seek out all the knowledge that we can about that decision, what that decision entails, and how that decision will impact our life, no matter which way we go in that decision. We seek all the knowledge we have, but knowledge isn't just enough. We have to seek all the knowledge, but then we have to take that knowledge and we have to make a judgment call about which direction we're going to head in that decision and how that direction is going to impact where we're headed for the rest of our lives and where we want to end up. And, um, and so we, we left here, and, and I think this is really, really good information when we're facing the big decisions in life, when we've got something really crucial that we're facing. But the truth of the matter is, is that 99% of the decisions we make, we won't have the time to stop and take this into account. Because our big decisions like, where are you going to go to college? Uh, What kind of career do you want? Um, Should you join that club or that team? Should you be a part of this or that activity? You generally have some time, weeks, months, to think about how that's going to impact you and where you're going to head before you make that decision. And so you have time to gain knowledge, and then you make a judgment call based on that. But 99% of our decisions, we don't have that kind of time. 99% of our decisions are split-second decisions that are made throughout the day. And so the question this week we want to answer is, how do we, are you guys listening? How do we uh, have good decisions in the split-second moments of our lives? How do we make good decisions in those split-second moments in our lives? And so we're going to jump right into the book of James. James is a super practical book. In James chapter 1, he says this. James, he's saying, I'm James. I'm the one that's writing this. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes in the dispersion. That means like the people that have been spread out all over the, the known world at that time. Greetings. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness or perseverance, and let perseverance or steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Now, James is, be, is known for being super, super practical in his letter, and, and he jumps right out the gate, talking about how we should have joy in trials. And James was writing to a specific people in a specific time that were being persecuted. And so I have always read this scripture with the understanding of James is writing to people saying, hey, count it joy when you face persecution, when people are dogging you for believing in Christ, when people are down on you for having faith. And, and it wasn't until I started looking at this section of scripture this week and the way that it applies to wisdom that I realized that James is talking about more than just persecution. 
James is talking about how we have wisdom in our everyday moments, in our everyday decisions. Because here's the truth. Trials are where we need wisdom most, aren't they? When, when people are coming at us at school and we just can't seem to catch a break and uh, they just keep tearing us down for whatever reason. It's in the midst of that trial that we find, all right, I need some wisdom here. When, when your family is splitting apart and you're not really sure what to do and there's this anger building up and you want to lash out, like we need some, some wisdom there. When, when your parents... Uh, lay out a new rule and you're like, man, this sucks. Like, this is awful. What are we going to do? Like, you want to lash out. You need some wisdom there in those split second decisions. And it's in the midst of trials, whether they are big trials or whether they are irritating, small, everyday trials, it's in the midst of trials where we need wisdom. And I began to look at this scripture from a new light with the understanding of, holy cow, James is talking about wisdom on an everyday basis. That is really, really cool. Because here's the truth. It's in the midst of trials, when you face trials of many kinds, that you need wisdom. James goes on to say this. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. If any of you lacks wisdom, now, I'm sorry, I'm jumping around a little bit. I want to go back to that previous verse and look at it with this verse in mind, okay? If any of you lacks wisdom, look at the trials that he's describing here. Uh, Never mind. Um, It's not on the screen. I forgot. I didn't put that on the screen. So if you read through the the chapter one in the book of James, I apologize that it wasn't on the screen. We're not going to read the entire chapter tonight, but I do want to look at some of the trials that James is talking about because James is talking about trials of uh, when you feel just unworthy, when when you are lowly and when people are are down on you and you feel like a second-class citizen. James is talking to those people. And if you read on in James, James is talking to the rich and the popular. And he's saying there are trials that come with being rich and popular. And and we begin to rely on ourselves and we begin to think of ourselves more highly than we should. And there are trials that come along with that. And and James is talking to to people that are facing just difficult circumstances, whatever it may be, um, issues that come up in our lives that are just difficult. And and finally, James is talking to people uh, that, that are in the midst of temptation. These are the trials we face on a daily basis. There are times where we feel, man, if we're honest, we just feel crappy. That's a trial we face. We face trials where when we look at ourselves in the mirror, we're like, I'm a second-class citizen. We face trials where everything is incredible, where we are on top of a mountain, where things are going well, and we begin to rely on ourselves, and we got to be careful how we treat other people. We face trials where, man, just life circumstances happen and difficulty comes our way. We face trials of temptation. 
whether, whether you are a teenager or you are an adult like me, we face temptation all the time. And so James is writing this to say, hey, if you need wisdom, if you need wisdom, ask God. First things first, if we want wisdom on a daily basis, we've got to begin asking for wisdom. Now, let me be very clear here, okay? Sometimes asking for wisdom is going to look like this. God, please give me wisdom, okay? Sometimes wisdom is going to look like that. But more often than not, wisdom and asking for wisdom is going to look like going through your daily routine and somebody says something and you can feel something rise inside of you or you're thinking about that situation that you've been facing and you just don't know how to deal with it. And, and it becomes a mindset where you allow your thoughts to be prayers to God. It doesn't have to start, dear God. It can start, man, I can't believe my friend just did that to me. What am I going to do? That can be a prayer. It's all about our mindset and our daily step with God and our daily walk with God. But we've got to begin asking for wisdom. But here's what happens. When we start asking for wisdom, are you listening to Alden? When we start asking for wisdom, wisdom will come our way. I will never forget this. Kirsten, let me start off this way. Kirsten, my wife, is the most incredible mother I've ever seen, ever. And what initially attracted me to Kirsten was the fact that I saw that she was going to be an awesome mom. There was just something about her and their personality that I thought she is going to be incredible. And it's true. And from the very moment that she became a mother, she began seeking wisdom on how to be a great mom. It's just something she has always done. She's been asking for wisdom on how to be a great mom and seeking wisdom on how to be a great mom. Fast forward, Brinkley, our oldest, is two years old. He's in the midst of the terrible twos. Clark is a baby, and you won't be a whole lot a part of this story, but Clark is a baby. Brinkley is in the midst of his terrible twos. And we had just moved here to Brazil, and Brinkley is just crying. I mean, like, nonstop, just at the drop of a hat, he just cries and he wails and he cries and he wails and he cries and he wails and he cries and he wails. And and we're like, I don't know what is going on. And so we think there has got to be something going on with him. Like there's just something is he, like he's sick or something is, is, is wrong and we've got to get this fixed so that, I mean, we, we don't want our, our baby crying. And so we take Brinkley to the doctor and um, we're sitting there and we're explaining, man, he just cries at the drop of a hat. He's crying constantly, like almost inconsolable. And there are these, these fights and these temper tantrums and we just can't seem to get it under control and we understand terrible twos that's a tough time but this seems like over the top over the top excessive and aggressive and now Kirsten is the one that is with our kids all day every day and so she is doing most of the talking at this point and she is talking about 
how over the top it is and, and the things that we are trying to do to, to be good parents. And I will never forget this moment. The doctor looks at us and he says this. He says, there is nothing wrong with Brinkley. And we're like, okay. And he looks at Kirsten, who had been doing most of the talking, and he, he looks at me and he goes, there's something wrong with your parenting. Holy cow. I wanted to come unglued. And I looked over at Kirsten, and Kirsten is one of those people that, um, like, I used to call her uh, the girl with 25 faces because she has a face for everything. And I looked over, and she had this face of, you did not just say that to me. Like, I, I am doing my all-out best to be a good mom, and you just said I am not a good mom. And there was this, this, just this anger rising. And we didn't know, we didn't know what to do with it. And, and so we just, <laughs> we just sat there for a moment. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been in that moment where, where somebody says something to you and you're just like, no, no, you didn't. No, you, you did not just say that to me. Have you ever been in that situation where you, you want to be wise and you want to be the best that you possibly can and then someone comes up to you as you're trying your best to be the possibly can and you're seeking wisdom and you're trying to do a good thing and someone comes up to you and they're like, dude, you got it, whatever it is. And you're like, come on. And everything inside of you just wants to lash out and push back and be like, dude, forget it. I'm out. I love this first chapter of James because James says, ask for wisdom. But then he says this, because it's like James knows. James knows, listen, if, if you ask for wisdom, wisdom's going to come your way. And when wisdom comes your way, your first reaction is going to be lashing out. It's going to be, no, I'm doing this my way. I'm doing okay. I'm doing just fine. Just mind your own business. And so James says this. James says, every one of you, my dear brothers and sisters, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. If we want to be wise, one of the things that we need to do is be quick to listen. In those everyday moments, in the, in the, in the decisions where we're stepping out and we're trying to make a wise decision and everything inside of us wants to have that initial gut reaction, we need to be quick to listen and slow to speak, slow to express ourselves, slow to jump immediately into whatever decision that we want to make. And I, I like to put it this way. We've got to perfect the art of the pause. We've got to perfect the art of the pause. I will never forget sitting in that doctor's office 
looking over at Kirsten and thinking, she's going to rip this doctor's head off. Like, there's, there's no question what she is feeling right now. She is going to rip this doctor's head off. And I remember seeing her take a deep breath. And she says, I'm going to need some resources. I'm going to need something. And the doctor is like, okay, read this book and try to do what this book says. And so we went to Amazon, we got this book, and Kirsten will be the one to tell you this. She was convinced that doctor was nuts, but she paused and she read the book and she said, I am going to do what this book says because I am going to prove the doctor wrong. And then we're going to take Brinkley back to the doctor and we're going to be like, slide the book across the table. Well, we did this. It doesn't work. But a crazy thing happened. The things that the book said were crazy hard. Like totally flipped our parenting style on its head. Totally flipped it upside down. But you know what? It worked. And so she kept reading and she filled me in on the different tactics that we were using and it changed everything. It radically changed everything. And I I, I tell you what, Kirsten has always sought wisdom as a mom. But since that moment, it's almost daily that she is reading an article or catching just a little sentence of something or watching a short video and saying, hey, CJ, check out, check this out, check that out, check this out. And, And she's just soaking in wisdom. And a lot of this stuff really challenges the way that, that we parent. And there's some good stuff out there and there's some bad stuff out there. But, but my whole point is this. The fact that she was willing to pause and be quick to listen and slow to speak. In that moment, 11 years ago, radically changed the direction of our family life. She was an awesome mom back then, but she is out of this world now. Radically changed everything. And and here's, here's what I think where most of us land in this idea of wisdom. We're over here where we're doing pretty good. We're feeling pretty good about our lives. We would like to do better. We would like to be more awesome. But you know what? We're actually doing okay. Yeah, there are some things that are a struggle. And we make some daily decisions that could be better, but we're doing okay. And we're seeking wisdom, and someone challenges us to be better. And in the midst of that moment, in the midst of that split-second decision, those moments that we make every day, those decisions where we choose, we're going to either pause and listen, or we're just going to go about our business and say, forget you, you don't know what you're talking about. In those moments, we decide whether we are going to stay where we're at or whether we're going to go and be out of this world. I don't know about you, but I want to go and be out of this world. And the way we do that is we perfect the art of the pause. We perfect the art of the pause. When our parents lay down a rule that we're like, this is absolutely 
ridiculous. And everything inside of us wants to push back and give every single reason why this is a stupid rule. Perfect the art of the pause. All right, where's the wisdom in this? When our friend approaches us and says, dude, have you, have, I've noticed this about you and you're, you're kind of messing up in this area. And you want to be like, dude, you have no idea what I'm facing. Like, you don't know my life. Yeah, we're friends, but you don't know what things are like when I'm not around you. So don't even. We perfect the art of the pause. And we stop, even for a moment, and we say, all right, where's the wisdom in what my friend is telling me? When our teachers at school get on us, and they're like, guys, you got to get it together. And we want to be like, dude, just relax. We perfect the art of the pause. And we say, okay, where's the wisdom in this? I know what I want to do. I know where I want to jump immediately. I want to push back on that rule. I want to tell my friend, you don't know me. I want to be like, dude, I'm just having fun with my friends to that teacher. But we perfect the art of the pause. And when we perfect the art of the pause, our everyday split-second decisions become moments where we can stay where we're at, which is pretty good, or we can go and take steps toward being out of this world. I want to be out of this world. And James is saying, in the midst of these trials you face, perfect the art of the pause. I want, I want to go back to the, the trials that he talked about in, in chapter one. There are going to be times where we feel like second-class citizens, where, where we feel like we need to stand up for ourselves. And, and the truth of the matter is, there are moments where you should stand up for yourself. And so when you feel beat down and, and like nobody cares about you and like a second-class citizen and, and people just keep coming at you, you perfect the art of the pause and you find wisdom in how to stand up for yourself, not by lashing out, but by taking concrete steps to say, this is who I am. I know I am loved by God. And you stand for yourself in a loving, kind way. There, there are going to be moments where we are on top of the world and things are going really well and we've got to perfect the art of the pause to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to stop here and I'm going to pause and I'm going to make sure that I have wisdom and I'm not just relying on myself and I'm not getting caught up in who I am, and I'm not getting caught up in, in all the things that are going my way, and, and I'm, I'm investing in other people. When we, when we face temptation, we perfect the art of the pause, and we don't just jump into what we want to do, but we stop and we say, all right, where's the wisdom in this? How can we do this wisely? What do I need to do to sidestep, step away from this temptation? What do I need to give up? Who do I need to talk to for help? We perfect the art of the pause. It's so vital in our daily decisions that no matter what we face, we are pausing 
we are pausing and looking for wisdom. We pause. And it can even be just a split second. You guys, that moment sitting in that doctor's office changed everything for our family. You face moments on a daily basis where years from now, you have the opportunity to look back and have the opportunity to say, I didn't want to do that. And it was just a split second, but it radically changed everything because I paused for wisdom. James is clear. He says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. I think at the end of the day, our lives are moving really, really fast. And we get so caught up in moving fast with our lives that we don't pause for anything. And so pausing for wisdom becomes even more difficult when we're not pausing for life in general. And so I want to challenge you guys this week. Here's the practical challenge that I give every single week. I want to challenge you guys this week with this one thing. Pray for wisdom. Pray for wisdom. And be ready when wisdom comes and you feel that moment. You feel that moment where you say, man, nope, nope, nope. Pause. And ask yourself, all right, is this the wisdom I've been looking for? And take concrete steps to go from being pretty good, pretty okay, to being out of this world. Let me pray for you guys. God, thank you so much.